Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. I actually look back with a lot of compassion and grace for like, you know, younger me who just really had this inability to allow anything to just be as it was. I thought I always had to be working or I always had to be managing every situation. And even at the weekends, I was like, well, this is the right way to spend a weekend. This is yes. the wrong way to spend a weekend. You know? <laughs> like there's a rule book. It's exhausting and you miss your life because you're actually never really in it. You're oh. thinking about the, you know, the, the coming hours or what to do that evening. Oh. Then, I mean, the, the years pass, we feel stressed. There's this constant you know, anxiety in our bodies. And what if life is actually like, truly, Erin, what if our lives are actually really good? Yeah. Like, what if there's nothing to fix? Like, yeah. what if exactly how you're spending your day, your week, your year is absolutely appropriate and right for you? Joy is what happens when we just return to our natural state of realizing how good our lives really are. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet ya. Have some tequila and stay. This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's best-selling author, business coach, life coach, Susie Moore. She's on a mission to get people to stop seeking approval. That is me. That is why she is here today. Um, her book, Stop Checking Your Likes, was put on my radar when I interviewed Nicole Martin from Real Housewives of Miami. She mentioned that she knew Susie and that I should talk to her, and I've got her here today. She's the author of Stop Checking Your Likes and Let It Be Easy, two things that really resonate with me. <laughs> Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. And please consider leaving me a review for Squats and Margaritas podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's where people go to find new shows. It would help me so much. Here is my episode with Susie Moore. Hello, Erin. Hi, Susie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> me too. Susie, I can't believe you weren't on my radar, but I was interviewing Nicole Martin from Real Housewives of Miami, and I yeah. always end it with, who should I talk to next? And like, mm -hmm. without hesitation, she's like, Susie Moore, because I went on like a five-minute rant about how I can't grow on social media, and then mm -hmm. when people say something mean that's the only comment that I see and she's like why even respond and I'm like well I have to defend my honor like I have to say something back and she's like you need Susie more in your life <laughs> and, <laughs> and here we are and here you are and you manifested <laughs> <laughs> I've learned so much about you and I wanted this oh. to be all the stories that kind of resonated with me that I thought was just like such profound advice to kind of have you go through those to share them with my audience mm -hmm. you help people with confidence and yes studying confidence since you were a kid. Yes. I wanted to get into that because um, your childhood wasn't so easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love talking about it. So okay. when you're a kid and you're unlike the other kids, it's like probably the most uncomfortable thing, right? Because yeah. you, you pay attention and there are normal families out there, right? Normal and in inverted commas, because all families are different and a bit wild, right? But when you're when you're the, the person who doesn't have your own house, doesn't have your own room, all of your clothes are from a donation box, so are your toys, you know, you you just naturally feel different. And I think really for a kid, feeling different is the worst. Yeah. And so wanting to feel better, naturally being someone who either as on the side of, you know, being optimistic and obsessed with feeling good. I started, I, I discovered self-help as a teenager and I'm obsessed, Erin. Like, I don't <laughs> know how people go through life without it. I, I read my first self-help book when I was 15 and I'm now 38 and I read about a book a week. Wow. And so staying focused, knowing that how we feel is completely up to us. Like we don't, re most people don't realize they think that, you know, life happens to us and the way that we feel is the way that we feel and we're stuck and we're fixed. We're not, we're very powerful beings. And if, if I'm going to be in charge of how I feel, which is my superpower, I'm going to choose to feel good most of the time. Exactly. Oh my, and I'm just kind of on this new self-improvement journey. Um, oh, I yes. found myself speaking at a wellness retreat with Gabby Bernstein and I'm uh -huh. like, I better get my spiritual game up. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of, it's what, like you said, you open your mind to it and it's like, you can't stop. Like you just want yeah. to personal growth has been like the last couple of years. I, I want all the books on it. And that's when like people like you manifest, like I probably, uh -huh. you weren't on my radar before, but it's like, you're here now because that's the direction that 
I'm putting my energy towards. Yes, exactly. so many things that I read about you resonated. Um, I wanted you to talk about your first marriage because you got married oh, yeah. super early. And yes. the way that your husband um, described or observed you is exactly how I live my life today. I can't relax. I don't enjoy my life and I have to control everything. So talk about how that went. <laughs> Well, oh my, I actually look back with a lot of compassion and grace for like, you know, younger me who just really had this inability to allow anything to just be as it was. I thought I always had to be working or I always had to be managing every situation. And even at the weekends, I was like, well, this is the right way to spend a weekend. This is yes. the wrong way to spend a weekend. You know? <laughs> like there's a rule book or as if anyone else is doing it better than me. Right. And it's, it's exhausting and you miss your life. You, you, you just miss your life because you're actually never really in it. You're oh. thinking about the, you know, the, the coming hours or what to do that evening or, you know, yes. paying attention to what somebody else is doing, thinking that someone else has it all figured out. And when we, we have such judgment about our lives and our experiences, thinking that they're not enough, thinking that there is you know, a perfect way. And it's certainly not the way that we're doing life. Then, I mean, the years pass, we feel stressed. There's this constant you know, anxiety in our bodies. And what if life is actually like truly Aaron, what if our lives are actually really good? Yeah. Like what if there's nothing to fix? Like yeah. what if exactly how you're spending your day, your week, your year is absolutely appropriate and right for you? Yes. I mean, I think that, you know, joy is what happens when we come back to re just return to our natural state of realizing how good our lives really are. And if you're someone listening to a podcast, you're probably already someone with a lot of advantages in this yeah. world and maybe we're missing it. I'm missing it. I'm always mm -hmm. a thousand miles an hour. And for me, it's like, when you said like, it, what's the right way to spend a weekend? Mm -hmm. Mine would be like, what is the most efficient way? For some mm -hmm. reason, if it is not efficient, I cannot go along with it. And an example recently, we we're coming back from a vacation, um, drive, we drove to the beach and we have a half a tank of gas left. I have a four and a six year old in the back. We're riding. Mm -hmm. My husband says, there's a gas station. I'm gonna stop for gas. And I was like, why would you stop for gas now? And he's like, well, there's one right here. I was like, well, nobody has to go to the bathroom. Like, wait till somebody has to go to the bathroom and then you pump the gas while I take them in. And he's like, are we in a hurry? And I was like, no, but don't, I couldn't let go of it, Susie. I was like, why would you get gas now? It's not efficient, wait. And he was like, why do you care? And I, I was so like, this is not efficient. And it like ruined the whole rest of the trip. Cause I was like, this makes no sense. Just wait. And he's like, where, where are we in a hurry to go? And he's exactly right. But in the moment, I couldn't handle it not being efficient. I can't go for a walk if my uh, dryer isn't running or something else isn't happening. I, or I feel like I'm like wasting my day. I'm not being efficient. So if I'm not, like you said, thinking ahead about what I'm going to do with the hours when my kids come back from school, I, I, I am missing. I'm missing things if things are not happening efficiently. And I don't know how I got this way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being efficient. I think it's a real gift. Some people, I, I guess you're probably naturally like that. That's your disposition. You like, you probably have a lot of of output and you are organized and you create a lot and that's a gift. I mean, I that, do, you know, but I can't not have it be that way. It's to my detriment at this point. Like if it's not mm -hmm. efficient, I can't have that. I was just thinking about your husband. What a joy it is to drive along with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, yeah. I, you know I'm, I'm teasing here, but I know, you know no, I, it's. I, 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 I would think about, you know, efficiency in that way. And I can also see your point of view. It can be very practical. You're thinking practically, yes. but you know, I wonder like, you know, efficiency, you know, a, you know, a question I would have for you is like, you know, what does efficiency mean to you? Like d what, what's, how do you assign meaning to it? How do you interpret it? You're on to me. Um, it's my validation, <laughs> all the things that I checked off for the day. Mm -hmm. And like, I, go to have it in front of me. I have these yellow notebook pages with everything. And I live by that. And I check off the things. And I think at the end of the day, I look at all of the things that I was able to achieve. And I feel like I had a positive day. Like I feel validated mm -hmm. as a wife and a mother. Look at all the things. And if I'm efficient, I can cross off more things. But mm. no one's holding me to this list. It is my self-imposed list that I right. make right. myself do. And so if you're efficient and you check everything off and you're like, I'm on it, I'm on it, I'm on it. Yes. Then what, do, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you? So if you're I efficient, feel it means that. accomplished. 
Okay. So, okay. Okay. So if you feel accomplished, right. And look, this is very logical, right? So if I tick off all the things I feel accomplished, that gives me a feeling of maybe a peace, a feeling of peace. Yes. Um, yeah. That's what it is. When things are left undone or not checked off, I'm not at peace. And then yeah. me living not at peace. It's like, what am I modeling for my six-year-old daughter? That mm-hmm. like that mommy can never just sit down. I don't want to be this way. I I, <laughs> I mm-hmm. want to just be able to enjoy my life, but I can't I can't get out of my head. I'm thinking ahead of mm-hmm. what other things that I can check off my list. It's debilitating. It, it is. And you it must be tiring. Like it yeah. must be, it must be there must be a part of you that's tired, even as you're going and feeling accomplished. The the way that I come to understand what peace is, is really the goal of any other goal. So if you want to have, say, like loads of money or a really successful podcast or a great vacation, yeah. right? So you're, you're driving back from vacation. The goal of the vacation is peace. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny how we skip so much. Like we skip the goal by, fi- it's almost like there's noise, there's signal and there's noise and we're yes. caught up in the noise. But I remember, you know, Aaron, when uh, my husband and I lived in Manhattan, right? There are limited beach options and I'd, I'd go, okay, the right thing to do this weekend is to go to the beach, which <laughs> means we have to get up and be on this train. And he's like, can't we sleep in? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> like that is, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, but, but I was like, this is exactly how the day has to go. And you have to be in a good mood. And so do I. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm realizing that the goal of the day is to have this peaceful, fun experience. Yes. But we could have had that in bed yes. with, you know, ordering pancakes. Like the, the experience that the stuff is the noise, right? Yes. The, if the goal is peace, I always say nothing's worth upsetting my peace. Nothing. Like that is, so that is my goal always, like, but with intention, it doesn't just, I don't magically wake up and go, peace, peace. You know, I could wake up and go, oh my, what time is it? Okay. What's the fun? You know, uh, You're like, but- I'm not paying these bills. That messes with my peace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get it. But it it's not but peaceful. It, <laughs> but peace is the goal of every other goal. Can't we just almost like skip the noise and tune into like, what will, like, what does peace feel like? Maybe for you, it is actually, you know, getting things done, but you can achieve it without maybe the urgency of the, if I don't you know if this, then that, you know, if I'm behind then, like we attach meaning to incomplete tasks. We attach meaning to the gas station being the wrong one. Like, I just love to question how much of that's true. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm not and- making it easy. Like let it be easy. (laughs) And I learned from you, the ease is a skill that you can practice and get better at. It's not that I can't, that I have to live this way. Mm -hmm. I can learn. It seems like counterintuitive. You can learn and practice being at peace. Like it seems like it's work and it would be like, it's counterintuitive. It was just something, peace is just peace, but it's not (laughs) something you work at, but you say you can. Oh yes. And uh, I mean, gosh, I feel like I'm still learning the skill of ease and and coming back to this place of peace. But you know what I've learned? I probably the same as you, we know a lot of high achieving women, right? They just create a lot. They do a lot. And the way that we describe them, it's like they're fearless, they're, you know, badasses, you know, they're strong, you know, they, they do it all. And I'm like, the, the truth is like the biggest flex is actually being this relaxed woman. Yes. <laughs> like yes. what are we doing it all for? I mean, truly like to be a relaxed woman, it's like the ultimate rebellion. Yes. It's like, you know, yep. I do all the things, meaning, you know, whatever, however we personally define success and I'm not rushed and I'm not hating myself. And I, you know what? I, I always say, I don't have to be perfect. Like that's not my job. but it is my job, but it is my job to feel good. And, and it's amazing what creative centers open up in the brain when we're not always thinking about 3000 things and, and bringing a lot of judgment to our experiences and our days. I mean, it's incredible what, like what we get to receive as human beings, when we also know that, you know, where we're directing our thoughts and focus is up to us. Yes. Like it's up to us and to realize how good your life already is. And maybe there isn't such a rush. There yes. isn't such a panic and, and the, not everything is, can even be labeled as the right or wrong way to do anything. Exactly. Even when my husband does it the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about marriage. Cause you had some tips. You said your uh, husband now almost left because of how oh, you're yeah. acting. And can you talk oh, yeah. about that? And then like the pressure that you put on your spouse when you are living like the way that I'm living? Oh yes. Well, 
we always treat others the way we treat ourselves, right? So if I'm hard on him, if I'm like riding him saying, you need to do this, you need to do that, right? Then I know that that's because of what that's the standard I hold myself to. Mm-hmm. And everyone's different, you know, people, and he, he's Australian. He doesn't buy into that. Like that's not <laughs> his way of being. He loves to create and he's wonderful, but not at my tempo typically. Same. And I, yeah. And, and what a blessing, <laughs> but what about, what a blessing you two right. might combust. Yes. Imagine, imagine like two people just, you know, <laughs> spinning their wheels all day. We need, we need the, like, we he need compliments balance. you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that you inspire him and he probably um, chills you out sometimes. There is a, you know, so we, I was so controlling, like, this is exactly how we do things. You shouldn't have said that you, you know, this is not how we're spending our vacation. Like I know exactly the right way. Yep. And it was so constricting for him that he would actually stay at work late Oh. And just like hang out there because I was so unbearable to come home to. Like he knew that we'd fight and I would just have opinions and, you know, and go on and on at him. And when we went to therapy together, couples therapy, which I love, by I love couples therapy. <laughs> I really recommend it. Like how do people get, get on without like a little yeah. bit of help? Yeah. Uh, our therapist said to us, he actually broke down our points of view to each other. And he said, you know, that because of my industrious nature, like nature, we have a lot of blessings and we create a lot, but he said, you know, Susie, if you're with someone like you, like it, it just wouldn't be sustainable. Like this is actually a very good match. There's just a, maybe wow. a miscommunication of, of, of how you, of your expectations. And frankly, he told me I needed to chill out a lot. Yeah. You know? you, were you like cognizant of it? Like, or did you learn that through therapy? Cause I, I know how I am and I don't want to be that way. Wait, mm-hmm. did that, did you kind of discover that through therapy and that that's just how you were used to living? I thought I was doing everything right because yeah. I was achieving a lot. And I'm like, well, the proof is here. Hello. Like, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> look at at me. Yeah. yeah like, okay. Applaud me. Applaud me guys. Like, yes. look at me. I'm doing, you know, yes. but, but when the person you love is like, I'm out. And if you've ever been in that situation, anyone who's like listening, when your partner is withdrawn and you yeah. can just tell, like, he was like, okay, like, I don't care. Like, okay, fine. Let's just, let's do it your way. He was just so used to me and tired. <gasps> it was great. I mean, like, this is why pain is good. Pain makes us move like yeah. uncomfortable situations, unwanted situations. They're like an awakening. And so I was like, wow, I like, there has to be another way. Cause this way isn't sustainable, but I don't want my marriage to change. Like I don't want my marriage yes. to end. So it only takes one person <laughs> to improve some, like to improve a relationship in a lot of cases. And so I just really had to examine in my own behavior and yeah. really and look at it honestly not go oh well okay i'll stop doing that oh ha, ha, ha aren't i so cute like you know um but go yeah like okay i i see you and i i'm not fun to live with and no i wouldn't respond well if it were in the reverse and yeah huh, the irony thinking that i was working so hard to create a nice life but the nice life was already there yes. <laughs> i was just layering on so many conditions it's just like, it's not worth it. Like when I think about where you were describing that, it's like at the end of the day, I'm going to go to bed and be like, well, we did things the right way. Everything went the way it's like, what is, is that's what you're, you're striving to, towards to go to bed and think that you were right or to have peace in your marriage. So it's like, it, I think I'm still to the point where I'd rather be right. And it's, it's going great. <laughs> Actually, obviously that's not how I should be. And I, I see it, but it's just hard for me. And then it like, when you talk about like the way that you're acting, why would your that's not attractive. Like that's how mm-hmm. your spouse is looking at you. Why would you want your spouse to see you mm-hmm. as anything less than attractive with that behavior? And, and when you think about it, like, you know, we want, and I mean, this works both ways. Like I want my husband to be sexy to me and I want to be sexy to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And when someone's told they're wrong, when they're criticized, when they're shut down, like he's not going to feel sexy. I'm not going to think that he's sexy because I'm making him wrong all the time. And, you know, little miss right over here. Like yeah. that is not conducive to an intimate, like right. delicious relationship. It's <laughs> right. like, I'm right. You're wrong. No, you're right. I'm wrong. It's like, it's almost like a sibling yes. energy somehow. And I mean, think about like, what, what type of marriage do you want to have? Do you exactly. get there by like keeping someone in line in this militant way? Or right. is it, is it like almost too, like, I tell you just having a sense of humor, like just being a little bit like letting things go, like seeing what could be funny in a situation, being more flexible. 
Yeah. Like these are things that I've learned. And one thing that I love to do now, and this is what I'm like, oh, I'm so enlightened <laughs> whenever I do this. <laughs> Enlighten me. <laughs> uh, I lo- I'm like, oh, so just say, so um, Heath has this annoying habit where often if I put food down, he suddenly has to think of something or has to get a reference from a book or wants to check something. His timing's his, his timing <laughs> is interesting, right? Um, former me would go, what sit down like you always do this like what is wrong with you you know and now now i say to myself silently ah this is the moment when i used to get really annoyed like it's like when you're this is true consciousness when you're in the moment separate from a behavior knowing what your habits are and Mm -hmm. then just choosing something else so instead I'll, i'll sit down i'll start eating i won't wait I'll, cause you know, also a hangry woman isn't good. No. And I'll just, I'll, I'll, I will say and do nothing. And no. then I'm like, Ooh, see, I would have gone like, <laughs> you hold wonderful. the power. Yeah. It's wonderful when you catch yourself in a moment and you go, Ooh, I would have given that person a piece of my mind normally. And like right yeah. now I can feel that familiar rising of the emotion. And instead I'm just going to sit and do nothing. I'm actually just going to let this be. Love that. Oh my God. What a way to keep your energy too. Yes. While we're still talking about marriage, I thought you had the best tip about how to look at your spouse, like the single girl at the bar. (laughs) Can you tell about that? Yes. I love that. (laughs) We get so used to our partners, right? And they get used to us. Like familiarity, it's just real. I've been married for 12 or 13 years now. I got, you know, a long time. So, like, I'm used to what my husband looks like. I'm used to what he sounds like. I mean, you know, the familiarity's there. But once in a while, you know, I like to look at him like with like almost like these fresh, curious eyes, like, and and just see him for like the handsome man, like this, this lovely man that he is, you know, it, it's really up to us. It's so incredible what our minds can do with the right focus and attention. And you can look at your husband and go, he's late. He left his socks out this morning. Oh my gosh. Why does he wear that? <laughs> or whatever it is like we can we, we can go in any direction but instead you know i choose to like look at my man focus on all the parts of him that i love yeah you know gaze at him as if someone who's seeing him the first time you know would i have like maybe another woman would at a party yes and it's amazing how you get like you, you, butterflies again yeah, yeah you kind of like your intimacy improves it yeah. just does because everything like even having an orgasm right it starts in the mind yes it's not the body like you know what it's like if you ever have a sexual fantasy or if you ever read like erotic fiction like you're reading something your body isn't changing but you feel your body like ooh, yeah. i'm responding to this so you can activate that all on your own and why wouldn't you like have a hot marriage like because <laughs> i don't think it's, i don't think that way because <laughs> he's late and he didn't help with the kids and he left his socks on the floor like being in that moment when you're about to just be like you look look how handsome he is <laughs> like, and tell, and tell him yeah and, you know, and tell, tell him. him and it's it's interesting because the energy we bring to any situation is often matched. Yes. Right. So the world's infused with the energy that we carry. So if we're frustrated, it'll be a frustrating meeting, right? Or if we're relaxed and calm, often that's what we ignite in others too. You know what it's like if you're in a really good mood and you just feel really happy, wherever you go, everyone's responding nicely to you. Yeah, and you're like, oh, exactly. I love the world, you know, and it, it's the same in the reverse, but I find that when I'm conscious, loving, really dialing up my focus on the right things, things just work out better for me too. It's selfish in the best way to do that. Exactly. Well, you're, and you're projecting it to other people. So it's like almost not even selfish because you're yes. showing it to other people and bringing it out of them. Yes. It's yes. Like universal. Movement. Isn't that generous? Isn't <laughs> yeah, that generous? Though? So generous. You're focused on feeling good. Everyone benefits and you benefit. Love it. Like it's, it seems the most logical way to behave to me. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows, I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A lift beauty. 
margaritas.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to squats and margaritas. Let's talk about confidence. Mm, (laughs) You say confidence is really just a trust in the universe. Well, the word confidence has a Latin origin, the word confida, meaning to trust. Oh. And when we have a feeling of just trusting ourselves, also trusting that the universe is for us, I believe this deeply, then there's a lot that we can kind of hand over. It doesn't mean that we're not uh, busy, right? We don't take action. Some people, I think, get those two things confused. But the way that I think about confidence is just trusting myself and trusting that I live in a loving universe and I'm willing to be uncomfortable. Yes. So like when you think about, you know, what is confidence? Sometimes I think we get it wrong. We're like, oh, it's someone who's this dynamic speaker or this perfect looking woman or, you know, someone with this big, impressive, you know, these credentials. But when you think about it, a confident person is just willing to be rejected, like willing, willing to be wrong, willing to be embarrassed, willing to make a mistake. Like your willingness to be uncomfortable is all that defines you as a confident person. And if you're willing to experience a negative emotion and it's proven most emotions last 17 seconds, right? So if an emotion lasts 17 seconds and I feel unhappy or uncomfortable for 17 seconds, but I could achieve a dream because of it. Like it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it willing for me to feel some temporary discomfort in the pursuit of everything I want to be, do and have. So I'm, I always joke that I'm the most um, rejected person I know (laughs) because uh, I've also had a lot of the success that some people might like in some areas because of my very high rejection ratio, which I'm willing to experience. Like, Rejection, like it's all about the meaning you assign to it. Like, how do I interpret it? I interpret it as a part of life and absolutely necessary on the path forward. Yeah. So that's how you learn, like the rejection is like, oh, don't do that next time. I'll do this differently. And had you not had the rejection, you don't learn from that moment. And mm-hmm. I think when you're talking about confidence, you assume I, I, you said it, a girl on the stage, you picture someone on the stage. Mm-hmm. It's not that she's more like, it's still uncomfortable. but they're willing to lean into the discomfort. It's not like it's just easier for them. I um, interviewed, it's called I Mom So Hard, and they had a comedy tour, and it's two ladies, they're comedians. I mean, I was crying, I couldn't breathe. They're just like very, (laughs) they say everything. And one of them just seemed so confident. You would never like, you would never question it. And while we were um, doing the interview, the other girl was like, well, I have to almost have to pick her up and bring her out. She's going to go to the bathroom four times. She's going to throw up. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh my God, every time before I go on stage. And I was like, I never would have ever assumed that. You just assume it's easier for them. And she's completely leaning into the discomfort. She does it anyway. It's not easier for her. She's just willing to lean into the discomfort. Yes. And sometimes we think that we're so unique, that our self-doubts and fears are so special and it's just Mm -hmm. us and everyone else has it figured out. But what you'll see is some incredible woman on stage, right? Or you'll see social media, which isn't reality. Right. Right. And it just, it appears as if it's so simple and, you know, and everyone else is just like, just so naturally confident. Like they're not, you know, they're not, but they're willing to still take action anyway. And the great news is anyone can do that. Like, Anyone can, you don't have to be special. You don't have to be talented. You don't have to be good looking. Like you don't need anything. You just need to be willing. And that's a decision. And 17 seconds of discomfort. That's really interesting. Cause I just started speaking and for about that time, like when I start speaking, like my whole body is like jittery and shaking and then I'm fine. So I want, like, it's just, if I can get through that first bit, like I, then I don't even want to sit down. Like I'm in flow, but at the beginning, it's like this debilitating, but it's, it's just, 17 seconds. So it's like, assume that that's going to happen and then everything's going to be fine. Yeah. So letting it be easy would be like, yeah, it's going to suck for uh, 17 seconds. Right. (laughs) And I can live with that. Yes, exactly. Like that's the price I pay for doing my work. Yes. And that's, that's I'll survive. And another thing is imposter syndrome. Like what I said, I, I was up there with Gabby Bernstein and in my mind, I'm like, don't, I was trying not to go there. I'm like, don't go there. But I'm like, all these women are probably like, how did Aaron Washington get on this panel? Like all these other people had all these letters next to their name and all these qualifications. I have an inspiring story that I know has value in it. But in my mind, I was like, they're probably like, how did you sneak on here? 
but mm-hmm. I was surprised to learn that you don't have any qualifications either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my favorite thing about myself. I mean, you embrace it. it. <laughs> oh, of course I do. Well, think about this. First of all, what you said about this opportunity being on a panel, I just want to say something. Opportunities don't arrive by accident. Mm. And often opportunities can only pass through the person that they're meant to pass through. So it was absolutely meant to be you. And (laughs) but, But think about this. It's like you wouldn't go to a sushi restaurant and go, you know, I'll have a pepperoni pizza. Like that wouldn't be a match. Right. It it just it wouldn't happen. But if someone's inviting you or you if you pitch yourself and you're accepted, it's because that's a match. Like no one's calling me saying, you know, the North face wants to sponsor you to climb Mount Everest. Like that wouldn't (laughs) be a match. (laughs) Sadly, no. Not Uh, yet. (laughs) Never. I hope. That makes sense. Okay. But but when you think about it, like often we're like, oh, I was just so lucky or this opportunity was so random. Like nothing's random. Like nothing. Nothing Susie, is random. I feel compelled to share this. There's something, two Please. weird things happened at that event. Oh, that I was like, well, first of all, I, it's funny because the people with the, the letters next to their name, they were mm-hmm. all their coaching and their life coaches and all these things. Yeah. And I got up there and I said, I'm here to share my story, what I've been through, what I've learned and how what I've learned can help you. And mm-hmm. I had no other agenda. I mean, I have a book, but it wasn't to sell books. It wasn't to get clients. So afterwards there was a happy hour. And I had a line, like, it almost makes me laugh out loud. And people were like, we want more. We want you to coach us. And I was like, oh, I don't coach. I'm like, over there, there there are coaches over there, but they didn't have a line because I just told my story vulnerably. And I got so many connections through that, uh, through that event. And there was this one woman that was standing there with a book and she came up to me. She's like, I just wrote this book. It was very sad. She said, my daughter drowned during COVID. And I wrote this book with her. Um, it's like, she comes to me every day. I brought one copy and I feel like I'm supposed to give it to you. And I remember my sister was there. I'm just like holding her and I, I'm like, I'm so sorry. And my sister's like looking at me like, what's going on? And she hands me the book and she goes, she comes to me now as a blue butterfly. And I was like, I had a jumpsuit on and I'm like trying to like unzip myself and I have a blue butterfly on my back. And she dropped the book and she was like, and I was like, oh my God, it's so crazy, so crazy. So that happened, she brought one copy. We get back, maybe a couple weeks later. This blue butterfly, Susie, every day would come to my front porch and just sit. And it would, I would, in the morning, I would like look for it. I'd look out blue butterfly again, blue butterfly. And I was like putting it on Instagram. I'm like, what does this mean? And they're like, the universe has something for you. And I'm like acknowledging universe. I see the butterfly. It's here every day. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. And telling my story at that, like, that's what I tell now. I went through decades of eating disorders, depression, all the things. And I came out of it on, on the other side and kind of found self-confidence after becoming a mom and at 40. So it was kind of like to empower other women. And I always said, I wish there was something when I was a teenager, when I struggled the most, a place for teen girls to feel inspired and empowered by women that have been through the things. And they would come back and be like, me too. It's just a season. Like it's, it, you're, everybody is not confident. Like nobody's, you're no different than anybody else. Everybody has the same fears. I've been through this, everything will be fine. Like a mentorship. And I have a business coach. And one day she was like, we need to get that your nonprofit up and running. And she's like, what do we call it? And in the moment it was so clear. And I was like, blue butterfly. And she's like, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, the blue butterfly. So we get it established. It's up and running and everything. Susie, the butterfly never came back. Like, it was like, here you go. Here's your, and then he was like, the universe is like, she sees it. She gets the message. I never saw it again. And I'm like, I have goosebumps telling it. Like it was so like, I don't want to say crazy, I guess necessary. And it was all in the plan, but I'm just starting to notice things like that. When that lady was like, I don't know. She goes, I feel like it's you. I brought one copy and blue butterfly. And I was like, and then the blue butterfly is stalking me. And now the blue butterfly foundation has been established so that I I can leave something. Yeah. But I mean, it's so crazy. Like, or it's perfect. I mean, yeah, not so perfect, but it was scary almost. I'm like, it is back again. My kids will be like, mommy, you're a butterfly. And I'm like, you're joking. And I come out and it doesn't fly away. And I, and then as soon as I named it, I never saw it again. So well, it's, you, you got what you need that you got the message, right? You know? isn't that, but like, it yeah, almost sounds unbelievable. It's like a couple of, well, a couple of things came to me as you're speaking about this. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the first is, and you still felt like an imposter there. 
I think about this and you're yeah. like imposter me like is it right. you know do I deserve to be here well I would just look at this situation anytime you feel that feeling again yeah just remind yourself of the truth yeah. and then um there's a great quote you know a lot of us know it but we don't know the second part the quote is you know when the student is ready the teacher appears, appears. I know. But, this, but the second part of the quote is and when the student is really ready the teacher disappears oh goosebumps I like so, that. <laughs> yes. So it's like, well, you know, you got, you got your teacher and now it can disappear. Yes. Oh my God. Right? That's exactly what happened. Yes. I think yeah. just imposter syndrome of not having like the things that I speak on, mm -hmm. I will get criticism. Like I should, the eating disorder yeah. community doesn't want me speaking on eating disorders. Cause I'm not a professional. If I share a workout I did, it's like, you're not a trainer. And I have all this in my head, but I'm like, but I know that my story, I know that my story has value and that I have helped women come out of eating disorders. And so I'm going to keep speaking on it, but it's like, that is still in my head that I don't have any, I don't have a degree in what I'm telling people, but you say yeah. your life is your degree. Like your life is your yeah. resume and yeah, you live and that way. Oh, with complete abandon and absolute <laughs> self-assuredness. Yeah. <laughs> because it's very ego-like when we're comparing right? It's so ego. Like this person has this, I don't have that. That's really living through like this lens of separation, yeah. right? Like we're all just here to make a contribution and it's going to look different from everybody. Yeah. And, you know, all, all I care about when I think about, you know, my work and my contribution is, will it help someone get a result that's useful or beautiful? Like yeah. that's it. And it's not even for me to judge that, like the right people will be attracted to me for me, the right people for others will be attracted to them. And that's great. <laughs> you know, that, that's great. That's, that's enough. And I also feel as if we never need to defend ourselves. Oh, I just ever like, I but <laughs> I mean, ever like oh. okay, look, if you're in the court of law, then you have to defend yourself. Like if you're up for a crime and you need to argue your case, but what if it's only then? You know, so if, if someone has an opinion like, oh, you're not a trainer or you're eating disorder, you know, you're not, I don't know, a doctor. And okay, like that's allowed. That that opinion is allowed. The same yeah, you leave your comments. You don't delete your comments, like negative no. comments. You leave them right there. You know, I wish that when I was starting out, I, I saw other people's mean comments. I didn't see any. And I was like, well, I must be the only one getting them. Uh -huh. And so as a policy, I let them, I let them stay like, go for it. I mean, people say mean things about my looks. They say mean things about uh, how, how I write. They say mean things about my, like anything I share about my personal life. They're like, well, oh, that's gross. Uh, okay. Like when did you get to that point? Like, I'm not there. I still, I need the validation. And I don't know if I need to look at my life more like where, when I put something out, I want people mm -hmm. to validate that it's good. And when someone judges it, it's, I thought about this today when I was on a run before I was talking to you. It's like yeah. when you put something out on social media, you clearly think it's good and you like it, but it's like, if it doesn't get the likes, it's like, oh, it's bad. And that's basically <laughs> saying like everybody else's opinion of what is good is weighted heavier than your own. Like you obviously mm -hmm. like it, you shared it, but it's like, it's only worthy if other people like it, if it's validated. Mm. Well, well, that's I don't just know why. But that's just according to a thought that you have. And a thought can right. be changed, right? So you said, I need validation, right? So from your, your, from your mouth, right? I yes. need validation. Yeah. I would ask you, do you need validation? Because needing something means that you have a great deficit in your life unless it's there. Yeah. And do you have a big deficit in your life if you don't get like a thumbs up? It bothers me. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like this perfectionist firstborn like everything has to, I don't know. I, I shouldn't look. I should stop checking my likes. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> um, I have to look to see how it performed. And it's like, it's, it's worthy if it performed well. And it's like, if I, why don't it, shouldn't it just be like, if I feel like it's worthy, which I clearly did if I posted it and then leave it. But it's like, I still that validation, like, oh yeah, people, it's viral. Okay. Yeah. I can go to sleep. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why? Like, I don't, but I admit that's how I am with, yeah. and I'm vulnerable about what I create. Like this is, well, you, care. Well, I, you care, you know, I it, do it's care. What, and I, it's, it's one thing to care and to okay. also, sometimes it's great. And it's actually really informative to see what people respond to, because you can create more value that way. If you're like, wow, people are really leaning into when I share this type of, you know, advice or these types of tips, 
great. I can make myself even more helpful consciously. Right. I mean, that's one thing, but when you're in a bit of a spiral or you think <laughs> like your, your worthiness is somehow attached to words on screen from yeah. strangers on internet. I mean, I, I joke, you know, that if aliens came to planet earth and saw how we spent our lives, like on our phones, <laughs> right. measuring how we feel about our exquisite individual human existence, like based on little tiny hearts from random people like random they would leave people. they would leave planet earth and go they're very strange there but you kind of this is where i always think perspective comes in like okay. not just today but like the thing that you posted today that can make you feel you know a certain way now but you know that you'll get over the thing today that may have caused a bit of you know a, a bit of um a negative emotion within you the same way you did last week with that other thing yeah you're the not thinking thing, about i don't even remember same, <laughs> the same thing with the other. And truly, I mean, uh, sometimes I think it's really helpful just to like have on a post-it somewhere. Am I taking it all too seriously? Does this all feel like yeah. life and death, like extremely dramatic? And also no one, no one has this perfect scorecard in their life with anything where it's always on the up. Nobody look at even any athlete or any CEO, like yeah. you're a startup founder. It's, it's a series of, of, you know, contrasts in life. And that's, that's good. Like that's okay, but you're not your social media accounts. Like you're not your book sales. You're not your podcast. These things are all like active and fun in our lives. But when we attach them to like, to our worthiness as humans, that's when things just get really shaky. And I just refuse mm. to play that game. In fact, that game left me. It couldn't even try. Like it couldn't even cling to me. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm not buying into this. I, I would just laugh. I'd go, well, okay. Interest, interesting data. That's one thing. Cause I pay attention to today, but the way that like the how it measures me as a person they just they're completely unrelated things oh i can't so like i it's like i hold myself to an almost like unachievably high standard so that i'm never satisfied like and then it's because i always am like try it's not good enough like the social mm -hmm. i know it's not about social media but just to show you how i mm -hmm. think mm -hmm. i had a viral reel and i remember it was like going to be it was going i was blowing up hit a million and i was like oh i've never had one hit a million ever and you think yeah. i'd be like that's amazing i'm satisfied and then the next day i was like it's staying at a million like i and i'm like look at yourself you're upset that and i was like i wanted 10 million susie like i mm -hmm. I, I can't just be i have to always so i guess so that i'll never be satisfied and then i live my life like kind of like because i'm never achieving this standard that i have imposed on myself that no one is holding me to except me and I know this, but that's how I live. I'm always like, oh, I mean, it did okay. And I, I don't I don't want to be that way. And I definitely don't want to raise a daughter that holds herself to an impossibly high standard. So I guess I need to model it a little bit better. Well, I mean, where can there just be some tenderness for yourself? I know. Like, where is there? <laughs> like, this word tenderness comes to me as I listen to you speak. It's like, it's like, you know, very machine gun at the self. Like, get the, get it, I you know, know, get it. And it's, you know, where's like a little loving tenderness? I don't give myself a lot of grace. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Like I'm showing up. I'm, you know, I'm a walking mom. Like, wow, I'm, I'm pretty great. Like this is, look at me. Look at me showing up. I've got, I'm, I'm managing a lot of things because I have a rich and beautiful life and I care about people, which is sometimes why I feel a little strung out emotionally. <laughs> and I'm, and all the time I'm just, I'm getting more and more like at, at ease with things. Like, where could, maybe there's room for, you don't want to have a judgment against yourself and then judge the judgment against yourself. <laughs> God, you're so hard on yourself. Why are you so judgmental? Where I'm does it end? i judginess. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but you know, where does it end? And when you think about it, you'll always have goals and you will hit your 10 million real, uh, real view goal. That's a fun goal to have. What's wrong with that? But don't let it cost you your peace. <laughs> Everything like, cost me my peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's worth your peace. Nothing. No, exactly. Okay. That's how my Nothing husband, is worth li he lives his life that way. It must be nice. Life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want, like, I should, he he's a former NFL player and he'll, they'll like offer him all go speak somewhere. And he's like, I, I would have to connect somewhere. It's like, if it's going to be a hard, like, he's like, it's not worth it. And I'm like, this is a great opportunity. It's like, if it messes with it, if it's not easy and peaceful, he's like, it's not worth it to him. And I'm like, just so the opposite. We, yeah. I need to take a, a page out of his book. And instead of telling him that he's not efficient and he doesn't do things my way, he seems to have a lot more peace in his life. Sounds like he might have a couple things figured out, actually. <laughs> <They're> like... <laughs> you, 
I do have one more thing I want to ask you about imposter syndrome. And just, I'm being completely honest. Like mm -hmm. I, when people ask my rate, mm. it's the most, I'm like, Ugh! like, and mm -hmm. I know that my story has value. If I'm coming to speak somewhere, I know that I am, I can create beautiful, creative content for a brand and a brand comes to me and they're like, we want to partner with you. What's your rate? I just want to like, I'm like, oh, it's such a itchy thing for me to like mm -hmm. say what I'm worth. Like, mm. can you help me there? <laughs> yes, yes. So when you say what you're worth and you see, I'm just going to throw out, I'm just going to say, you say 20K, right? Just okay. say it's $20,000, okay. right? So remember that like, it's a, a number is just like this neutral thing. Right. And it's like a number is, it's not good or bad, right? Okay. $20,000 isn't like happy or sad or, you know, <laughs> or distrustful or beautiful. It's just, and it's a certain amount of money, which is this neutral thing. Oh, what I don't look is at it, it like that. I oh. look at it as expensive. Like they're going to think I, they're gonna like, oh, she's, if it's mm. neutral. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, well, money's just money. It doesn't care if you're a good person, right? It doesn't care what you did <laughs> yesterday, right? It's just this thing that exists in the world. Okay. And but we live in a material world, so we need to talk about money, right? So if someone asks you a rate for whatever, and you you state your rate, because a rate is just facts, right? It's like a rate card. We all have them. Anyone in business this way does. Like, what is it? Because the $20,000 rate card, for, you know, two zero zero is just numbers on a screen. That doesn't make someone feel good or bad without assigning or attaching a meaning, uh -huh. right? So like something, something neutral, it's like my microphone doesn't make me feel like a good or bad person. It's just the microphone. Okay. So what are you attach? What meaning are you attaching? Value, to that my, like, what I'm, my worth to that, to that company. Well, so your value and worth as a person, no one could afford it, right? There'll never be another uh, you. They will never, you, you couldn't with all the money. Think about it. Okay. If I said to you right now, Aaron, I'll take both legs, both arms, 50 <laughs> mil, yes or no. Let's just get it. Let's just get it done. Would you say yes? I would not. Like, no. So you're worth more than 50 mil or and that's just part of your body, right? Okay. <laughs> Whether you like it or so you wouldn't give me 50 mil for it. Like, no. Hear it? Come on, take it. You know. Okay. <laughs> so your worth, <laughs> like an hour of your time to present value to a certain group of people, has nothing to do <laughs> with your yeah. worth as a person. Okay. It's just this exchange. It's just a factual, neutral exchange. Why like, does it make me so uncomfortable? Because you're not seeing it that way. You're okay. seeing it as a reflection of. I'm guessing. Yes. You're guessing. It's a reflection of you as a person. Are you good enough? Are you enough? Do you have enough? But I know that that's what's so crazy. I know that I have value. Like I, what I can provide this brand, like I, mm -hmm. I already have it in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to kill this. But like, I can't put a price, like a, I still mm -hmm. feel like, even though I know it's valuable, I don't want them to think like that it's too expensive or that I'm, I'm worried about their perception of the value that I provide. But you can't manage anyone's perception ever. Like you have to, that has to be something that's relinquished because you can't go around like controlling people's minds on what's what, like, what's reasonable and what's expensive. Like what's to someone, what's not yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, 20 K for some people, that's a bat of an eyelid. And for some people, they'll never have a 20 K budget. Not even if you're Lady Gaga showing up, giving a full private show, you know? So I always think to myself, like in negotiations, just to be really neutral like just to rem just know that they want something i want something is this a match okay and if not there are plenty there are endless matches out there it's not that you're not worthy it's just not a match well imagine if your daughter said to you i didn't get praise from my teacher today so that means i'm not good mm, like exactly. or, or i didn't get a gold star today so i guess that i'm not special would you go Oh, oh, so a gold star means you're special. Is that, or, or words from someone's mouth? Like that means that you're special. It's it doesn't work. It kind of like love language though. Like that's how you perceive, like I am words of affirmation shocker. Like yeah. tell me, validate me. And my husband could be like, here's a diamond necklace. And I'd be like, did you look what I, look at this. Yeah, I tell want me I'm, to I'm hear, amazing. Yeah. Yes, tell me I did, tell me I did a great dinner. Like I like words of affirmation. And so that's yeah. how I receive love. Is it kind of the same? It's like how you, perceive value? So I think love languages are really great to understand because they help you support and love the people in your life mm -hmm. and communicate your own needs. 
But if your partner isn't giving you what you need from your love language, it doesn't mean you're not lovable. It maybe just means that you could communicate your needs a bit better and, or it's up to that person whether or not they want to do that. Right. But these are all tools, right? These are almost like small potatoes compared to the utter complete worthiness that you have as being a human being. I think about it. It's a miracle to be a human being. It's a miracle to be alive. You wouldn't give me your arms and legs for 50 mil, right? Yeah. Like if you were to fall off a cliff right now, no one's going to go, wait, is Erin, like, did she pay her taxes? Wait, is she, does, she, does she have a blue tick? Wait, who does she know? Like, she who's what? Not. <laughs> but there go, okay, there is a human being who needs, who, yeah. who I know. And so your wealthiness is fixed. Like what a relief. And if you don't think that's ever true, look at your children and say, is theirs? Because you, you, that, that's when you see the pure like lens of love. They don't give a rat's ass <laughs> what anyone thinks. My daughter just walks around singing and she doesn't care about judgment or what anybody thinks. Yes. It's like, may they, they stay that, that way. Yeah. May they stay that way. Oh. But like, yeah, maybe because you were, I'm sure you were like that too, right? Until we learn a few funny things, which is why like wisdom is like the unlearning. <laughs> it's not really even learning so yeah, much, but like exactly. unlearning and the shedding of a lot of kind of wonky information that we hear. Oh my God, this is the one other thing I want to talk to you while we're talking about this is um, you say like expect people to want to help you. And I, oh, yeah. I kind of like giving my rate. It's hard for me if I have like a big celebrity guest to ask them to, would they share the episode or for a mm -hmm. referral to somebody else? Like it's also itchy, but it's like, mm -hmm. just ask and mm -hmm. expect people to want to help you. I expect the opposite. I expect, I think that I'm being like a nuisance or I'm like overstepping. Mm -hmm. It's it's very common. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to annoy anybody. Oh, yes. well, I'll just say, you know, but it sounds like you do it anyway. It sounds like you're you're willing to be uncomfortable and and ask oh, what you good want. point. Yeah. Right. So maybe you're more confident than you give yourself credit for. If you're uncomfortable and feel like a nuisance and you do it anyway, regardless of the outcome, major high five. Wow. Like major high five. The action, doing it in the face of oh God, this is so like I really I want to like a pass out right now versus yeah. do this thing, you know? Like and you do it anyway, like high five, your job is done. Wow. Like one hundred percent tick complete like you've done your part that's I all you cross can manage. off the thing which is <laughs> what i want anyway <laughs> and, yeah. and the same way the same way that you have the right to ask someone has the right to say yes or no and that way you keep your dignity they keep theirs no one tells anyone what to do but we just show up and offer our part oh my god that's it yes you have life coached me i'll send you money for the session <laughs> let me give you my rate and feel real <laughs> what is your rate <laughs> If anyone else is inspired, or do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching still? Or are you more working? No, on at the moment, no. I do, but I have a life coaching membership, which I love, which I find there's so much value in listening to other people being coached and realizing that other people have the same questions. That's what I hope this episode is for yes. everyone listening to be like, oh my God, mm -hmm. me too. Or she's nuts. Like, mate, we're Oh, you'll get a lot of, I'm just <laughs> like Erin. I'm just like Erin. It's true. <laughs> That's what I wanted this to be. Where can people find you? Well, I reckon the best place to start with me, if you like this episode and this topic, is checking out my podcast, Let It Be Easy. I drop five minute episodes daily and they just really keep your mind on track, which is what we need. Experience shows we really need to be consistent in order to just focus on allowing in what it is you want to be, do and have in the most healthy, simple way. I recommend starting with a Let It Be Easy podcast. Perfect. And um, what else is coming up for you? Anything you can share? Oh, lots of exciting things in the new year. And I talk, about, I talk about it all in the podcast too, what's coming up. So <gasps> exciting things. I feel very focused and happy right now. I just, mm, I just, I feel good. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.